Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Sports Unplugged on this Friday night again with me, Gav, and the main man, Kev O'Sullivan. Um, in another week of here's a sport Gav knows nothing about, but let's have a go at it anyway. Um, because I've decided that I'm going to pick a sport every week as much as I possibly can, and we'll talk about it. And I'll know nothing about it, and I'll try to be educated. Last week was NFL, and um, we had a good chat about that, and we're going to um keep an eye on things. We, we'll we'll skip over it this week, but we will get back to it next week and follow it heavily as we get towards the um the business end of the NFL season. Um Kev, how are you? I'm very good. Very good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Friday night. Uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. But I can, as you do. Yeah, well I don't um tonight for um multiple reasons. One that I have to be back up at three in the morning to make me way to Dublin Airport. So um if I go on the cans it won't end well, Kev. No. I don't to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, but anybody watching, please like, please subscribe, do all that business. You know how it works. Avo's in, Laura Duffy's in, Tom Boland's in, Midnight Talker's in, um, a few more in there as well. Um, but Kev, the first thing I want to come to is baseball. Hmm. Right? So the World Series is on at the moment. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to have a look at baseball. It just popped up during the week on my feed. Um, I don't know how, but it did. And I looked it up, Kev. And we are just discussing before we come on. If you play all your league games, as you would call them, and the maximum amount of playoffs and finals and World Series, you could play, I think it's 186 games in a season. Give what, are they on fucking drugs, Kev? 
They were. That was a problem for an awful long time through the noise. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's probably the wrong words to be used. No, it, you know what I mean? it, it, no it was a, a big problem with uh, steroid use in the major leagues for a long time. And um, it wasn't until it was exposed mainly through the Lance Armstrong thing with blood doping that mm. a, lot of the, a lot of the players got caught. Um, I mean, they went through a stage in the 90s and the early noughties where they were breaking records left, right, and center. They were appearance records, distance records, you know, home run records for seasons and all that. And they were smashing records that were that had been stood stood for 30, 40, 50 years. And uh, they they did have a big problem for a long time, but they have cleaned it up now. But like you said, they are animals with the amount of games they play. I mean the average baseball game will probably what three hours, give or take, three, three and a half hours. You'll get some days in a season where they'll play double headers. They might say Boston Red Sox might travel to the LA LA Dodgers and play two games on a Sunday, and then fly out of LA to Houston to play the next day, and then fly somewhere else the next day to play Chicago or Detroit, and then they go home and play another five or six games in five or six days. It's nuts. Is is there is there much of an off season in this? Like Laura Duffy's gone in two foot and I'm yearly. She said. <laughs> It's called the regular season, not league games. Laura, bear with me. Um, regular season, I'll get, I'll coming around to all this. Um, but is there, is there much of an off season? Because yeah, 186 games, right? Like, are you playing them every day for like? It, 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 it literally months? is. Yeah, the, I mean, this is the the World Series. Always, the, if you, do you ever see the film Moneyball? You've seen Moneyball, yeah. Yeah. Well, the premise is in any baseball film, your season comes alive. In October, that's when the business end of the season starts. The World Series will finish in November. Yeah. Then they'll be off through till February when they go back to preseason, and they'll, use, they'll all do preseason in Florida and Mexico, and then they'll go back. Start of they'll go back into the regular season starting, I think, towards the middle of March, mid mid to the end of March, and then they do it all again. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and I have to be honest with you, I've never sat down and watched a full baseball game. Like, I haven't. Is is it, like, somebody, uh, Red Steve's not having a bar of this. He says it's just rounders, <laughs> loads of standing it's, around. But, but like, you're hitting yeah. the ball and you get from uh, around the bases and get around. And once you get, uh, once you get around, that's considered a run. That's yeah? considered a run, yeah. Yeah, and they, they add it all up as they go along and there's so yeah. many innings and stuff like that. I Nine innings that. in a game. Two, each side, bat, takes it in turn to bat. Yeah, if it's tied at the end of nine innings, it goes into extra time, and it's like it's the equivalent of next goal wins. Next right. run, each side will get two innings yeah. at the end. So you go into tenth. If you both score in the tenth, you keep going. If nobody but, but, scores, but, you just keep of, going. Right. So I'm going to ask loads of silly questions now, That's right? right? And and right, the right. people in there, and people are probably coming on here going, they're going to get massive analysis on sport. We are. We will get to no. That. We, we like, we're just two lads who talk an awful lot of uh, balls of bash, and sometimes yeah. we get it right. Sometimes we do, and and we we get better as this hour yeah. goes on. I promise. And, and for but, the for the for the other times, just check with Laura. Laura. Yeah, Laura, Laura knows it all. Laura, but, but, yeah. I, I'm I'm here to be educated as well. I'm not here to preach. I'm here to be educated as well. So let me ask a question. I'm uh, the first batter comes in. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's the right terminology. Yeah. Um, and he hits it and he managed to get the first base. So the next batter has to come in. Am I correct? Yeah. And when he hits it, the first fella gets around the third and he gets the second. So you have no. two men out in the field. Is that right? No, no, no. No. Right. Say so the second guy hits it 
and you can the guy who's on first can keep running until he decides he's not going to stop. He can right. go to second. If he feels there's an extra base on, he can take the risk or he could get run out. There's, there's, but, but the fella, but the second fella hits it. So so second man, fella hits it, he ends up on first base. And the, the other fella on ends up first on goes to second. Yeah, correct. So you you could end up with a guy on fourth, sorry, third, second, and fourth, and which first. are four backmen yeah. standing there, right? Yeah. And then he hits a really good one. He hits and it three of the them park. get home. Yeah. Three of them get home. Plus him. Right? Plus him. Yeah. They get four. Am I correct? They could get four runs, yeah. Right. Okay. That's that's yeah. I, ju- I was just wondering if, the, if I was correct on that. Um I I'm just I just can't get over how many games he play. It, I think it's it's ferocious when you think about it that they're like no, but the pitchers won't pitch the same day, the you know the next day. They'll get two or three days break between yeah. each game, but they might. A major league pitcher will pitch seven innings in a game. Yeah, he he'll average around ninety five miles an hour per fastball. Fuck's sake! And you can imagine the the the, the damage that can be done to your shoulder, your arm over a yeah. career. You know, the amount of reconstruction. Never even a career. Like, like I play golf mm. and there's been days now where I've gone out and I play, you know, 18 holes and I might come in and I might, so I might go out with eight in the morning and I might play 18 holes with three lads and take about three and a half hours. So you might be finished at half 11. You might go and have a bit of breakfast and you might go back out at one half one and you might play another 18 holes. So you play 36 holes of golf around seven hours. You probably, if you're playing well, you probably hit the ball. 160 times in that. Now, over that 160, 60 of them could be putts, so you're not really doing anything. So you're down to 120 actual shots. Yeah. And I tell you, like, your arms, your legs, everything hurts you. Your hips, after 36 holes of golf. Now, it is, it is, yeah. it is, you know, it's probably, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 miles of a walk in that. But Jesus, to be throwing a ball like that, at that speed, that ferocity, like, for a three and a half hour game, no, 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 you're not doing it all the time, but it's um, it's very, very physical. Like, and to, yeah. and to multiply that by a possible 186 games is for me, it's just mental. I think, yeah, I mean, there's only nine players in the team, plus you'll have a designated hitter for the American League, whereas the National League don't. The National League expect your pitchers to bat as well, where the American League don't. So, right. the pitchers in the American League. That's their main and only job is to pitch the ball. Yeah. In the National League, they've got to be able to hold a bat as well. And if you're a bit spicy with the ball, then the opposition pitcher will more than likely take liberties with you as well. Yeah. You know, pitch into you, pitch in at your shoulder, pinch pitch in at your hands, yeah, at your feet, anything just to throw you off, get you out of your game. It's I mean it's short enough that you can sit and relax and watch it and dip in and out of it and not miss much. It's yeah. not as intense as like watching football or anything like that because football's all action and anything can happen at any set at any second. Baseball is a lot more relaxed. You know, you can chill out and watch. Oh, the amount of nights you come home, I used to come home from work, throw it on, and it would be on, and I just fall asleep and sofa watching that kind of thing like it's it's that kind of a game you know yeah yeah well show i hope i said this right laura because you're being very harsh on me this evening um shohei otani for the angels is currently the best player in baseball he is the only two-way player 
He bats every day and pitches every fifth day. He is absolutely unbelievable. Um, so we, have to go, we have to go and watch some videos yeah. of him. Laura Duffy is absolutely banging out facts about <laughs> is, um, yeah. baseball here. It's unbelievable. I mean, um, you're down and to people, the business. And, and, before, and before people get on and go, uh, Laura has to come on the show. Um, I'm, we're trying to get Laura on the show. I don't think we can afford her. I'm being honest with you. Um, she might be offering, asking for phenomenal money to come on here, which is fair enough. Worth every penny, uh, to be fair. Uh, yeah, well, Jesus, if she's and the comments are on the go, well, yeah, she is. <laughs> but it's any. But I'd love to know if, um, before we move on to our next bit, mm. I'd love to know if people in the chat watch a lot of baseball. Do you have a or have you watched team? it in the past? Yeah, because like I mean, we we've a vague interest because of the Red Sox. So yes. because of Fenway Sports and FSG, we. We have a passing interest in what they do. And they got to the, uh, Amer- I think it was the American League final, and it was Houston beat them 5 0. Yeah. But they were, Boston weren't expected to get anywhere near it this year. They were. So it goes in cycles, does it? Where- it does, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is because of the way they run their college system is very similar to the NFL. Okay. It's on a draft system. So yeah, so the the, la- you, the worst team gets the first draft pick and stuff yeah, like that. And, and it, you'll get player trades and what have you. But generally, the run of the mill is the, the more you pay per player over a season, you tend to have the best teams. New York mm-hmm. Yankees, biggest one of the biggest franchises in world sports. Boston Red Sox, one of the most traditional in world sports. And they, but, these, players, these players would have... You know, multi-year contracts, I presume. Yeah, some, but, then I they, mean, but then they run out, and then that cycle starts again. Yeah, they're that literally the ultimate free agents. Once you're in, and you're any good at all, you know, it's not uncommon to see someone who's decent signing fifty, sixty million dollar, seven-year contracts with a club. You know, um, there is there's no such thing as transfer fees. Um, everything is wages and agents fees and endorsements but there is a league minimum that the players all players have to be paid and every club has to fall within a structure of it's like the equivalent of financial fair play yeah okay you know and it's it's fairly well governed as well you know in that sense but there are loopholes that they would like closed things like the endorsements outside of baseball um, that cross over with sport don't tend to get covered but they almost always run down their contracts to free agents or get traded in the last year. You know, that's yeah. the way they work it. It's um, yeah, it's just interesting because you know, like we would have a passing interest in in with the Red Sox and stuff like that. And mm. you know, me and you were talking about NFL last week and watching it, yeah. kind of kind of watching it on and off. But then when it comes around to the playoffs and stuff, you kind of get more involved. You get more on a, it again, yeah. yeah, on a Sunday night. And I just wanted to see what people thought of, of baseball. Um, people are saying, uh, there was one person there said that it's a field. Um, LFC Aaron says um, Major League Baseball is actually uh, yeah. going sport in America. NBA and NFL much bigger. Um, yeah, but, it's uh, it's where the MLS are looking to get a foothold in the TV audience is because you for most baseball grounds in the regular season you can just walk up on the day and buy tickets you very rarely see a full ground unless it's boston new york you know la the angels and the dodgers chicago white sox detroit i think it's detroit tigers you know unless there's a rivalry or something on it you could pr- pretty much walk up to any stadium on any given day during the regular season and just walk in and just pay on the day kind of thing. Yeah. And I think MLS with 
it's 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 gone past the stage now where it's a, f- a flash in the pan type of thing. MLS yeah. over there now is has got a decent foothold. It's not quite up there with National Hockey League, but it's not trying to compete with the NHL and it's yeah. not trying to compete at the same time as baseball. But there is a window there for MLS to grow. And yeah. baseball, because of volume more than anything and because of choice, it is starting to slip and starting to wane. Yeah, and you, well, more, nothing more so than the Olympics when um, Japan won the gold medal at the Olympics and not America. Yeah, and, and like, if it was me, like, I'm a, I'm a football fan, you know, if I went to America, I'd be looking out for football and is there games on? If you're in New York, is there any games on? Say for friends like New York, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but me coming into that cold, you know, I'd look and go, these fuckers are playing every day of the week. And there's an MLS game on once a week. Should I go to the MLS today? You know, I picked the MLS because yeah. I've, I've fucking six other days a week I've watched these. Yeah, you, exactly, you know what I mean? yeah. And that's where and, they might lose some people, but it's... Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it'll, it'll, always just, have a, it'll always have its core support, yeah. especially at this time of year. I mean, you turn it on tonight. It's on at 1 a.m. tonight on BT Sport. Yeah. The, series, the World Series is tied 1-1. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston and Atlanta Braves, neither side are have won it in a long, long time. Houston has only ever won it once in their history. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it is a bit of a fairy tale for either side. Last time Atlanta won it was in when they held the Olympics. I think it was 96. So for either city, it's huge because they're both established cities that they haven't had franchise picked up and moved somewhere else yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, the Atlanta Braves yeah. and Houston Astros have been in that city for a long, long time. So their core support there is going to be massive. Yeah. So it's huge for them. Yeah, it's just it was just interesting when I seen that earlier. Me and you were talking, and I said, mm. "You know what? Um, let's let's uh, let's have this." Um, Red Steve says he needs an early night. Uh, it's a big day tomorrow. Um, yeah, it is a big game. There is Liverpool tomorrow. Um, not on tomorrow. Bonkers LFC says F one race last week. Um, last week decent. race. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I decent. caught a bit of it, and he's gone twelve points clear. Am I right? He's gone twelve points clear now. He won that race by one and a half seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And it was decided literally by when Hamilton took his pit stop. Yeah. If he'd have stopped a lap earlier, he might have had a better chance. But yeah. it was so close. The cars are so, so close now Yeah, that it's fine, fine margins. But it was a good race all the way through. All the way down the field, there was good passing. There was good race action all the way through. There was no real drama. But no, it was a decent race. The next one's in Mexico, I think, next weekend. So yeah. that's another it's one. Five to big. go now, is there? Yeah, five to go. That Mexico is a huge race. Hamilton probably needs to win the next two, doesn't he? He needs to win, yeah, definitely. At least the next one to bring it back within. But it's still hair's breadth, but Hamilton can't afford to slip further behind. Yeah, He has to get back to winning now. But I thought it was a cracking race, to be fair. Yeah, no, it was, and one and a half seconds is nothing in it. You know, that's, what, no, that's what I mean. It is nothing. It was is literally the length of, or the decision on when to bring Hamilton in, was kind of, you know. Mm. Avo, Avo loved it. He said it was a great race. I missed yeah. forty eight laps, and I seen the closing six. So he, um, <laughs> you saw the he, business end, Avo. Yeah, it was. Um, it was one of those. But um, just moving on. Um, to another to another thing, MMA. Now again, yeah. um, 
this has come up because there's, there's a card in Abu Dhabi this weekend. Yeah. And then there's a card in New York next Big weekend. card. Big UFC card. UFC 267 and 268. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, t- talk to me, Kev. What's to watch in this? Uh, because I won't see it tomorrow. I'll be too busy yeah. doing the rest of it. <laughs> Um, right. But next week, I might take a look at it next week. You know, well, next week is huge. Um, someone in the chat will have to remind me of how to pronounce the guy or spell the guy's name who's in. But it's Covey Covington is yeah the challenger to. I think it's a middleweight title, and he lost last time. It went five rounds, and it was a decent. It was a very very good fight. And Covington is one of those characters. He's love him or hate him. He's a pure Trump supporter, and he plays on it. Okay. And he's as Francis Ngannou, I think he's coming up. It might be against her or something like that. But it's it's an absolute belter of a fight next week. This it's a stack card as well. But the one this weekend in Abu Dhabi will be massive for TV because it's free to wear in America. Yeah. And Blakovich against Grosvenor Teixeira for the light heavyweight title. And Peter Yan is fighting for the bantamweight interim title and on a co-main event. And it's on at a decent time for us. I think it's on about 6 p.m. The main cards will be, the main fights will be on about 6 p.m. over here on BT Sport. So it's um, two decent fights. Look, if you... There's, there's not going to be much else on apart from Spurs Man United. So if that's boring, which is quite possibly could be, yeah. flick it over and give give it a go. Yeah. No, I just I wanted to touch on, on the MMA. I wanted to see what yeah. people thought of it. Next next like, week is going to be an absolute barnstormer. It's going yeah. to be huge. It's up yeah. there with the McGregor type of hype yeah. that it will get, especially in America. This is an absolute, probably possibly one of the fights of the year next yeah. weekend well it's one to look forward to um Definitely. this tomorrow and um next week in new Camera york um uzman v covington um that's it uh, says olivia there you go uh, just to clear it up and veranda cheese says there's an irish girl fighting chris cyborg in november and bellator Ooh, so that'd be on, tasty going chris look, cyborg has been around for a, a while she is she is serious yeah uh so that's a test luke jackson says covington plays the heel character he was about to get released from UFC unless he changed his approach. Has worked well for oh, him. Oh yeah. So when you get you president, go. when you get a a, pre, a US president, a serving US president at the time, Donald Trump, turning up to your fights, yeah, it yeah. plays well. It yeah. goes well for you. <laughs> uh, UFC definitely made the most of that. It does. Um, now a couple of football things I want to get on to, and um, we are going to get on to Premier League, we're going to look at the f- a couple of fixtures um, and a couple of bits that's gone on during the week. But I want to talk Barcelona with you, Kev. Um, mm. <coughs> they lost l- last weekend. I think it was, la- was that the last weekend or during the week. 1-0 uh, away week. to uh, midweek, wasn't it? Midweek against Osasuna, yes. wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was Rayo Varcano. Oh, could have um, been Varcano. 1-0 uh, they lose and Jürgen, Jürgen, fucking Ronald. <laughs> so let's just Ronald, get that. Ronald, Who's on the cans here? <laughs> oh, no, no. Ronald Kilman um, gets the sack. And, and I was asking lads for a couple of weeks about, um, you know, why is he still in that job? You know, are they that desperate? Because nothing for me stands out about Ronald Kilman as a manager. I'm just going to put no. it out there, right? Um, I think the job is way too big for him. Even if they were in that pump, I think it's too big for him. The state they're in now, I think, is way too big for him. I don't think he has the mentality to do it. And um, let me see. 
Uh, let me see. But, oh, oh, this is interesting. Stu Mack says, Gav, Jack Callback. Is he the Jack Callback? Jack Callback is Forest? Could be Forest, yeah. Okay. He says, has got a, my 23 fold bet for 43 grand down to a nine fold. Okay, so something's happened tonight. Jack Callback must have scored a goal. And Stu Mack has Forest were on, playing QPR tonight. So. Right, so he's waiting on the nine more teams. Um. Well, do tell. Stick it in there. Yeah, we'll all take a note of that. We'll all keep an eye on it. Um, but but Barcelona, um, like they're they're in the shit. That they're gonna they're gonna post yeah. massive massive losses. The only way over for me is that they get huge investment. There's been talk from Dubai that they will get some investment there, right? Which I don't know how that will work because aren't they a fan owned fucking enterprise? And you know, will that? Will that throw everything up in the mix? Because someone coming in with investment is going to want a fucking massive say in that club. Um, if they if they do it, but you look at Kuman and he gets sacked, and there's talk of Javi coming in now, um, uh, to replace him a far, another former player and stuff like that. But yeah, Kev, oh, I like Javi as a player. Don't get me wrong, but is he a bit mad going for that job right now in the stage of his career he's in? Because I think you need. Someone with a bit more of an appetite for the game than Ronald Koeman. A little bit more of a presence. Because I don't think Ronald Koeman has much presence, to be honest. No. And somebody that's going to go in and look at that team and go, we've lost, I bet, the best players ever played for the club. Um, we've lost players in, in the last 18 months to two years that were huge for the club. We have players still here that are coming towards the back end of their career. And we've some cracking talents coming through in the likes of Pedri, etc. Is Xavi mad doing this, Kev? Because oh, oh, this is a road to nowhere from for me. I think I think it's win-win for him. If he succeeds, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. If he doesn't, well, the club was a shambles and he never got the backing. And mm. he tried, and when the club called, he came. I think I don't think there's a lose for him unless he goes in and tries to up up upshift everything. And I don't think he will. I think for him, look, I think Barcelona fans first and foremost, need to realise that odds are they're not going to make top four this year. They're not good enough. They're not good enough to make the top four in that Spanish league now. If they accept that and decide, right, he's going to need time to rebuild. He's got to shift players there that need to be need to be gone, the likes of Clement Longley and um, there's another centre-back there as well, and Titi. These, these people who are, have to be they have to be removed from the club now because they've obviously decided they're not going to take pay cuts. So by hook or by crook, they have to get them out. And he's going to ha- he's going to have to persevere with what he has. And at least the one thing that he has going for him is he's very he's he'll be very stubborn and set in how he wants to play the game. Mm-hmm. Rightly or wrongly, he'll get he'll play he'll get them playing the way he played. Now they won't be as good as him. And they might not be able to do it the way they used to do it. But that will buy him credit in the bank for a certain period of time. I mean, I think that most fans, Barcelona fans, aren't stupid. They can see what's in front of them. They know that Sergio Aguero was a vanity signing that shouldn't have been made. They know that the pie is decent, but that's about it. And they know that the kids are learning their trade on the job. So... They, they they have no choice but to be patient now. Does he does he go to does he because 
Xavi is like a pure product of, of La Masia in yeah. Barcelona, right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does he take the job on the understanding that, listen, if I want all of these top names to go, they go. And, and we, have to, to. we have to take our medicine here and we have to say to ourselves, right, look, I think they're in real danger missing out in the Champions League. So I think that's a fair thing to say, right? Yeah. But it, it, it's, it, you know, I, I think it's a risky move for Javi. And the reason I say it is because I know that they messed up Barcelona. But if Xavi comes in there and it's a complete disaster, people could hold it against him. That, Look, you went in there. It was still Barcelona. They still had a certain standard of player. Um, conditions were tough and you weren't able to hack it. And people could throw that at him because you've they seen him being be. thrown at loads of, lo- loads of managers in the past, right? But what does Xavi do? Does Xavi come in and say, right, um, A, B, C, D and E aren't good enough, so they're gone. But D, E, F are, you know, they haven't got the right attitude anymore. They're gone. You know, and G and H, you know, I just need them off the wage bill, whatever it might be. Does he need a, Does he need to literally look at the the likes of um, Fatty and Pedri and whoever else and say, right, I'm building my team around these. We're going to have to take our medicine for a year or two. But in a year or two's time, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring in a couple with the right attitude at the right age. And we're going to progress this team that in two years' time, they're ready to stand up and, and challenge again on whatever level that might be and be of the right mindset. And in the same time, bringing down a wage bill and bringing down these fucking crazy contracts that he had. It's a double edged sword. We could, do, what he could do. But at the same time, if he tries to do, I think that's his best route out because if, yeah. if he tries to do that and it doesn't go right, they go, well, at least he tried something different. At least he tried it for the good of the club and to try to progress the club rather than throwing another load of money at it, which they might not have. Yeah. I, I th- and I then think- get caught with a load of players that just don't do it for him because they're only enough for themselves. Yeah. I think that has to be the way. It's, um, I mean, you credit where it's due to Real Madrid. They saw what was coming two, three years ago when they started signing the likes of Vinicius and they're signing the um, Ferland Mendes of this world yeah. and Eder Militao's. You know, they were picking these players up and blending them into their squad so that when the time came for Sergio Ramos to be shifted on they were and at United, they were able to do it in a way that it didn't affect them too much. They're not the Real Madrid of old, but they're not as bad as what people would like to think. Barcelona didn't. Barcelona either didn't or couldn't or couldn't see what was around the corner. They never thought Messi would up sticks and leaves. And they built their future planning around the fact that Messi would still be at the club until he was 36, 7, 8. Yeah. You know, they never thought that they could ever be in a situation where they could lose him. Factor that into how unstable the club is financially. It was, it's, it's, crazy what's happened there. Now, the ownership side of it is interesting because if Xavi ta- takes it over, there will def- you'd almost certainly see maybe Qatari investment coming in. But you're right, they will 
definitely want a big say and probably yeah. will want that 50 plus one model removed. Yeah. Well, and the Barcelona Cheese, fans are going to have to decide that. Yeah. Well, Veranda Cheese did say that he, only, he thinks only the fans' decisions, um, the only decision the fan makes is basically who the president is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But having said that, if Qatar, Dubai, whatever comes in and they put in a billion quid, right? And that's what you're uh, going to be talking. Yeah, a it billion to quid to, to clear the debt and be able then to, you know, basically go and rebuild a squad. Yeah. They're going to want their man to be the fucking president. They're not going to want one yeah. Laporta being president. You know what I mean? They're but not going to want... They uh, might leave. They actually might leave Laporta there. But yeah, what but they what, will want is a majority stake. Yeah, but even if they don't get a majority stake, they won't want somebody... You see, they won't want to put a load of money in Say Laporte stays just for Ayman's sake to keep Laporte mm. there, and then they put one of their own guys up for presidency, and it's and it's bashed down, and then Laporte turns and says, "Well, I don't think we should do this. So I want to be president yeah, next time because of this." And he then he just he goes against the people that are trying to save the club. If you know what I mean, for his own yeah, yeah, for his yeah. own well being, it's a very messy yeah. situation. But I just they're, want not, to, I they're just, not silly. They'll have they'll cover their um, bases and they will. They'll make sure that no matter what happens, that their holding within the club is is going to be sacrosanct. I mean, I I like the the not the idea of this fifty plus one um, model, uh, but in reality, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in Munich. It doesn't exist in Barcelona. It's a nonsense, and anyone who thinks it is that that Bayern Munich is fan power. It's just not. The Barcelona board run that club. The fans get a say. It might be a vocal say. Like at the moment, they're on about they want the sponsorship deal torn up or ended as soon as possible with um, one of the Middle Eastern with one of their Middle Eastern sponsorship. But in reality, Bayern are doing that from a position in a league where they're the only they're the only show in town. Yeah. If Barcelona were doing that. That's why they hate Leipzig so much. That's why every club in Germany hates Leipzig so much. <coughs> yeah. You know, it's they hate the idea of a company or someone coming in and owning a club and investing in a club for a city to win something. You know, it should be fan based. I'm sorry, not in this modern age. It just doesn't, not in, a, in an age where you've seen it, we'll go on to it in a minute with West Ham, where you've got billionaire owners willing to put money, enough money into the club to sustain your club for a generation in place, they're going to want a big say. And of course like they are, because now, if, if they go... If he, that's, if the he, few, that's the way the football's going, I'm afraid. Well, if they carry on the way they're carrying on, the least of the worries will be not being in the Champions League. Everything, yeah. it'll be Europa League then. Then be, you won't have European football and then you won't want players wanting to play for you. You know, and and you see all this stuff about Pedri and 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 Fatty and and there's others there that have apparently have um, big contracts, yeah. but big massive buyouts, and that's that's a legal thing in Spain. Yeah. But I'm sure yeah. somewhere in their contract it says, "Listen, that's the buyout, right? Legally, if anyone wants to come in and absolutely destroy you with a bid, but if I'm not in the Champions League, there should be a number on it. 
And if I'm not in the Europa League, there most most certainly should be a number on it. Because and if it there doesn't matter. Their agents need firing on the yeah, spot. yeah, exactly. Because these players, as young as they are, and they might be, they might be, you know, products of the Barcelona youth system, or you know, always wanted to play for Barcelona. You hear that line all the time. Mm-hmm. They're they're all looking out for themselves. You see it all the time. You know, yeah. young players, 17, 18, 19 years of age, and they all have these mega agents, and they hold all the power now, and they always will hold that power until something massively, massively changes. But, it's you know... Enough, um, you say that, in, in the week there was an interview, I think it was Chiellini talking about De Ligt, yeah. that he was an absolute superstar of a defender, a man mountain, he just hopes to God that Raiola leaves him stay, stay where he is for another few years. Yeah. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. About today, about football today. Yeah, this isn't he about football. This is about keeps him there. Yeah, because the agent will tell you where you're going. Yeah, that's yes. that's. Paulie says there it could test Javi. So I presume he's talking about Javi here. He says it could pe- test his patience working with players who are not at his level. Be interesting. Yeah, but, but I know where you're coming from with that when it comes to kind of more experienced player that weren't at his level. But I think if he was looking at younger players, Paulie, that you feel that could get to a level. I think that would work better for Xavi. You know, you, you see that more with the likes of Sol Campbell going to work in the lower leagues. You mm. know, the the likes of um, Paul Ince when he was working in League One and League Two, that he was asking players to do things where he thought was basic. Same with Sol Campbell, and players were just looking at him four eyed as to say, "What in the hell are you talking about?" Mm. You know, he's coming into Xavi's coming into Barcelona with players who grown up through the. Academy system, know the club inside out, know the, how, because that's the one thing with Barcelona. We're, pro- we're probably showing thing, videos of Xavi every day as well. Yeah, but, and it's one thing with you, with Klopp with Liverpool, from under 18s upwards, they all play the same style. They yeah. all play the same way. It's not under 18s are tailored to how a player wants to play, they're tailored to how the first team plays. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. And that's what, Barcelona kid, these Barcelona kids were raised on. They were raised on Xavi, Iniesta, and Busquets, you know, and that's how you play and go and mirror it. Mm. Now these kids are going to get a huge lift if he comes in. It's the fact that you're trying to blood these kids into a side without the experience around them. That's where, unlike Manchester United in 1992, those kids were coming in to a winning side. With experienced pros around them, yeah, on the on the cusp of doing something, yeah, these kids are coming into a failing side with brand new signings and managers who are coming and going. It, it's a disaster. It's it's it could all end up badly. It really mm. could go. Like, and Midnight Talker says Javi is non-proven too, and that's fair. Yeah, but but, but the thing about Javi is he's a, he's an absolute one of the all-time legends at Barcelona. He's up there probably, I don't know what, what, where people would rank oh, him in, in, in all-time Barcelona players, but he's definitely, most definitely in the top 10, if not the top five. Um, and, you know, it, it all depends on his outlook and it all depends what Barcelona are looking for. You know, are Barcelona looking for Xavi to come in and just be this, like, oh, Xavi's back and he was brilliant on the pitch and he must be brilliant off and we expect, yeah. you know, we expect to be up there or do they turn around and go, Xavi, we're in a bad way, you know, um, we have got the basis of a really good core of young players. We have some players there that are okay, but probably need to kick up the arse. We have some that just don't need to be here. And if he knows what the, what the clear prerogative is on this club, I think he could do all right. The only worry for me is that 
he goes in and he's 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 spun a yarn, Kev. And uh, you know, yeah, I think he's too wide for that. No, he'll know no, people. No, he'll but you know the way you know the way goalposts can be changed. You know the way goal yeah, yeah, yeah. can be changed. Oh, yeah, of course. And that'd be my worry for him. And then people would say, yeah. you know, um, well, would Javi fucking had a hard time? And it can go against you. I'm not saying it would, but it can go could, against you. The one thing that could go against him is the last time they went for a player like this, a player to manage them like this was Luis Enrique and Pep Guardiola. Yeah. You know, and if they're expecting Xavi to them be levels. a clone of them and yeah. to eclipse what they've done in the game, they could be in for a rude awakening because they did it with top quality individuals yeah, already there. They had established. They, they, yeah, they brilliant squads in fairness to them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you mentioned West Ham. Mm. And there's been talks this week of a takeover at West Ham or a takeover bid at West Ham. Um, some a billionaire, um, Daniel Kisniak or something. Yeah, something like that. What, I can't what What do you make of this? Um, because this comes hot on the heels of the Newcastle stuff. Now the Newcastle stuff held a lot of. Yeah, that's know, got a lot of more baggage. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more baggage with that when you're really, you know, we're, with different things going on. But the, but yeah. this West Ham one, you know, we were only talking. I don't know whether we were talking on a show or we were talking, it must have been on a show, and we were Probably saying, was, yeah. um, you know, gold and them two Muppets and, your, and the other one, the other one, um, mm. Brady, have kind of disappeared into the background at West Ham, and, and it's probably been a really good thing for them because every week you will be seeing stuff from them three more than you would be seeing stuff from West Ham. Or you would, you'd know more about them than, than you would the West Ham result week yeah. in, week out. And they've kind of disappeared in the background and you know, uh, people are saying, well, you know, West Ham fans on the ground is a good thing for West Ham. How would they do this season with fans in? But they've a good, they've a good thing going on there at the moment. Yeah, you know, they knock City out of the League Cup during the week, and um, they've a, they've a really the manager's doing very well. They've a really settled, solid enough squad. That might be a bit short come the back end of the season, but at the moment they're doing all right. Gold Sullivan and Brady, thanks, Bonkers. I just couldn't remember the other fella's name. Um, and um, Chris Back is saying they want a twenty four percent stake in the club initially. Yeah. Um, so would this be a case for you of coming in 24% gives them extra few quid to spend um, sorts out the COVID issues that they might have had over money clears that up gets them onto a next level where they can spend some, some money and then this crowd will look and go we're progressing we want another 24% or yeah. we want whatever and eventually where they end up being a majority holder over the, over the other three that are in charge right now yeah I think the way it works they'll come to a certain percentage where they'll have to buy the club out Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that is, but I know that there's um they have to get to it because remember Usmanov when he wanted to take over Arsenal <clears> and yeah. he was trying to buy up shares left, right, and center, and he had to get to a threshold before the others had no choice but to sell. Yeah. I mean, with this investment now, I mean they've they're expanding the ground to an extra two and a half thousand seats. Now it's not a lot. But where anything, you, it's, it's interesting. I don't where, know where are they making that expansion of two and a half thousand? Like, I have no clue because I can't imagine they're demolishing or building anything extra. Whether they're adding more hospital or taking removing some hospitality that's there and mm. adding seating or something like that, I don't know. But I mean, as far as isn't it a fairly like um, you know, it's a weird number. The stadium is a mirror image of itself, you know. Is one end different to the other? Where they can go, look, that's slightly smaller at that end. We make it bigger and we match it up. Is is it like that? Well, remember from the Olympics, they turned the pitch ninety well, degrees. Yeah, but they, it's a bit like it's a bit like the Etihad. The Etihad, yeah, because it was. Yeah, see, Manchester looked completely fucking different to, to what it is now. Yeah, you know. 
But it's just a weird number of two and a half thousand. I think um, one of the comments in there is not a bad shout at all. Um, building it closer to the pitch. I think it was Toker's comment there. That um, they might do something whether they go down mm-hmm. and build st- seating up in some way, shape or form, take the pitch lower. Right. And build seats would that would that would that would that um rule out your running track then? Yeah, it, if they if they were I mean eventually I that's what I would have done anyway. Okay. I would have dug up the pitch completely, took it maybe twenty foot, thirty foot lower, and built stands up so that your ground tier now would become like your second tier. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you'd have stands all the way around where the running track is. Yeah. Well, Danny, you know, it's it's just crazy. Danny, Bra- Danny Brahman, I don't know if he's a West Ham fan, but he says we already have the seats in place. There are sixty-seven thousand seats. We are limited to sixty thousand. Is that is that in that stadium? You know, are the, well, are the, the Olympic Stadium was bigger, wasn't it? Because they had to reduce capacity. Yeah, when they, Danny, when just they come turned back and the let pitch, us know that. yeah, I'd like to know about that as well. And I know they had to turn the pitch, and the Olympic Stadium had a bigger capacity than what West Ham do. But that was maybe the, during the Olympics they had retractable seats or something. Yeah, uh, it's a it weird was, one. It's a weird yeah. one. Um, but but I mean the investment a... itself. Hmm. The guy is, is this isn't his first foray into football. He's a large shareholder in Sparta. I think it's Sparta Prague. Yeah, forty percent. Somebody said. Yeah, that. and you know, you know, West Ham already have the two Czech players there. So you wonder how long this has been brewing. Um, yeah. I don't think this happened overnight. The idea that. West Ham suddenly became aware of Czech players and they landed like the two best ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think this is, uh, this is, this isn't, this is something that's been brewing for a while and good luck to them because in fairness, the way they're going this season, to me, they're, they're a top four side this season. Uh, if they can maintain it, unlike what Leicester did is fall away in the last third of the season because of the demands of Europe. You know, it's all rosy in the park now and they're playing great stuff. But it's a long, long season. And usually by the last third of the season, it's things they tend to the size tend to fall away. Yeah, February, March is when you usually see it. And yeah. then it really starts to it takes shape. I think it takes it starts to really take shape around the end of December because yeah. you've gone through that Christmas period. Well, all credit to Moyes, he's done a he's done a cracking job with that with that main core of 11, probably fourteen players. 15 players. He, he's got them playing good, effective football. Yeah. Um, Danny's back. Thanks for this, Danny. Cheers, Danny. He says, we only have a safety certificate for 60,000. For us to get the seats open, we have to get an agreement from the, um, it must be the council. London, um, yeah. Is that the London council? You have to tell me what LLDC stands for, but I'm presuming it's a council. Um, and, you know, that's fair enough. With regards to West Ham, I said it the other night, David Moyes, He's settled in there now. He has them playing a certain way. Even remind, it just reminds me of Everton, the mid two thousands, mm-hmm. with a few better players for me, um, and maybe a little bit of a deeper squad. But, but like West Ham have everything to go and be competitive, be really competitive. Do, like, yeah. like that stadium is being thrown at them a lot, but it's a fabulous stadium. It is, and yeah. if you can, if you can, if you can find some way of getting that fucking running track out of there and bringing that, you know. I'll put it this way. If you took that running track out and just brought both ends of that pitch stadium up towards the pitch, it'd be fucking on. It'd be a call in there. It would be, and, yeah. And then if there's talk of this crowd coming in 
or, or this this guy coming in with this money and the chance of getting the other three out, that's only a plus. It's only a plus. Yeah, um, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's, look, in fairness, two of them are billionaires, but they're billionaires on paper. Mm. They're um, this guy. He's he owns five percent of Royal Mail. He owns a part of Sainsbury's. Mm-hmm. He owns a large. He's a CEO of a Central European um, gas company. You know, he, he he will model West Ham very much along what Leipzig are doing. Mm. You know, where they will buy right, sell right. And be competitive while they're doing it. And if they can get into push push towards the Champions League while they're trying to get there, yeah, all the better again. Okay. You know? The London Legacy Development Corporation, and um, so thanks post, for that, Cyber Sims, is the mayor post Olympic of London's Development like Corporation. But it'll be interesting to see. It'll be yeah. interesting to see because, like I said, um, that stadium and moving away from Upton Park was thrown at them a lot, and they didn't settle for a meet in there right. But in saying that, when they weren't settling right. You know who was in charge. You know players. It just wasn't going right. From nothing right. felt right, yeah. and yeah. and I think the break has kind of made West Ham fans think, well, this place is better than not being at it, and they're making yeah. the absolute best of it. And and if West Ham can find a way to get them more involved and and make it feel more like home, I think yeah. it's a huge thing. And, and more then, so, he, some an investor like him, West Ham might be able to afford to keep the likes of Bowen and Declan Rice. Yeah, hang on to them for that bit longer when you build. Yeah, yeah, and build around them exactly, and get the year, the extra year or two years out of them, and then they may have to, um, they may have to um, move on then. But that's just. But if West Ham can continue to progress, they they become a lot more of attractive opposition or proposition than some of the sides around them. Where you go, why would he go there? Why would he leave West Ham to go to whoever you know play insert insert team A? Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Avo says the video of the Anfield Road development looks a beast. Um, I'm seeing gonna, that, yeah. I, no, either of you, it's going to be impressive looking. I think when it's finished to see it matched, yeah. up, matched up with the main stand will look good, right? Um, 10 minutes or so left, Kev. We're going to stick on football because yeah. we've done we've done bas- baseball and we've done um MMA. And I'm not talking golf this week. I will let you know. I went out and played golf yesterday morning and the fucking rain was horrendous. Um I had to travel out to the coast of Dublin um and play on the side of a hill to in order to find a golf course that was open. There was that much rain in Dublin yesterday. Just played nine holes, got absolutely pissed on. Um oh, no. but I had a great time doing it. Um and on the sheets down here all day today. Oh Man, listen stop. P- People looking at you coming off the course going, what the fuck are you doing out there? And I'm just looking at it's great. Once once the ball rolls and once it goes, we're good. You know what I mean? You get you get wet for an hour and a half, two hours, playing nine holes. Come in, get some dry clothes in you, get some food into you, and it's all good. Um, let me see, let me see. Gav, um, Chris Brack wants to know, Gav, are you trying to get Andy in the worst bar in Liverpool on Saturday? Um, no, no, um, I don't know what bars we're going into. There's a load of people asking, are we going for a point? Uh, where are you going for a point? Um, listen, I'll be in Liverpool at 8 o'clock in the morning. Contact me then and we'll let you know where we are. I'm not going to make a big plan around it because I'm brutal for them. And I could be in one pub and I'd say, yeah, I'm meant to be meeting all these fellas up in this pub and I don't go because I'm enjoying myself in the pub I'm in. I'm just the way I am. Um, Gav's last can. Um, why are people making all these names up now? There's loads of them. Um, eight over, Gav, for nine. No, four over for nine. 
Thanks very much. A five over. Sorry, five over nine. Um, which was really good because the ball was going nowhere in that weather yesterday. Um, it's the difference in a golf ball and the distance it travels in good weather and bad weather is just absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. So um, no, it wasn't eight over you cheeky fuck. Um <laughs> so the weekend, and I yeah. just want to finish on on uh one thing. Um let me see. Let me see. What what's this? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Polly Wanless says, by the way, Gav, I got stuck into a heap of Bolton Bangers videos since you mentioned it. Very enjoyable. This is, of course, the YouTube channel called Golf Mates. Um, All right. Basically, lads playing golf, having a good time. They've actually progressed it into a huge channel, but I think it's about 160,000 subscribers now. They play golf all over the place. They're mates. They have different challenges. They have different games. They play against each other, and it's a really good laugh. And go and check it out because it's my favorite. It's my f- absolute favorite um, golf YouTube channel out there at the moment. Um, and Jesus, Gav's last cancer just asking one. Yeah, sorry, I was a bit harsh on you there, but I'm being honest. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, mm. Uh, it was bad for him on Sunday, but some of the stuff he's come out with this t- in the last couple of days has yeah. been horrendous. He's he's likened um, it's like the definition of nothing to see here. Oh isn't it? my god, he's 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 come out and basically likened the defeat to Liverpool as like Tyson Fury getting knocked down. He's I basically know. told us that he's seen Sir Alex Ferguson because Alex Ferguson was having meetings with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I'm amazed he's still in a job, Kev. Amazed, I am as well. I thought I said, I think I said. After that, I thought he'd be gone, if not that night. Because the way Man United work is weird. Because the way the stock exchange rules are, mm. they have to be very careful about what time of day they release information for anything, whether yeah. it's to do with signings, sackings, major decisions, anything like that. I was fully expecting to wake up the next morning to something that he was gone. Yeah, The fact that Alex Ferguson is going to bat for him again, I would be so embarrassed. The fact that, no offense, like Fergie is an absolute genius football manager, one of the greats of all time, if not arguably the greatest club manager the British England has ever seen. The fact that he still has influence after so many years, he's rocking up. He's rocking up. He's rocking up the Old Trafford on the Monday morning. It's shocking, like it's mm. absolutely shocking. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know what Solskjaer is. He's not a manager. He's not a coach. He, I mean, Harry Maguire was put up to do that interview, and it was literally stand in front of a camera, say all the PR things that you're supposed to say. It was the most vanilla interview I've ever seen in my life. Yes, we're embarrassed. Yes, we're sorry. Yes, we're going to work really, really hard. Are you now? If I was a Man United fan watching that. I remember when it got bad for Brendan and that night at Anfield that he went. I mean, we knew that he should have gone in the summer. We all said he he was on thin ice from the summer. But that night that he went, that decision was made that night and you could see that it was coming. I don't for the life of me understand what... If, you, if you're a Manchester United player and you can't get yourself motivated to play Liverpool at home in front of a packed house for the first time in years. They're lucky that they're playing Spurs this weekend. They're really lucky they're playing Spurs this weekend because for how bad Manchester United are, Spurs are worse. I think it's an intriguing one. Um, it could I go anywhere. It really could. 
the only thing that was that had me thinking that he wouldn't be sacked, I'm still amazed that he hasn't, but the only thing I th- the reason I thought he might be sacked was maybe another Manchester United manager sacked after Liverpool defeat. All right. I'm nearly right. sure Moyes is let go after Liverpool defeat. Um he would Mourinho have been the is. Mourinho yeah, is, and third. this would have been the third in yeah. in four. In four. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think that's my, what might have held held them off. Uh, the other thing that tells you is, is that they haven't got any plan for after Arnie Gunnar Solskjaer. No. And disregard everything you see from journalists in fucking the UK, Italy, France, Germany, Spain, wherever it is, because they haven't a fucking breeze what's going on, right? There's a, I'm not messing when I say there has to be 15 managers linked with this job. Yeah. Right? And he's ready to take over, and he's ready to take over, and Manchester United like him, and Manchester United like him, and Ma- Manchester United can't like them all. If Manchester United like all them players... And they've are all their managers, and they're going and going. We like him, him, and him. They haven't got a plan. A notion, yeah, because you need to have a fella you want. And it's not know? just the manager; it really isn't. It's the backroom staff it's, that comes with the manager. It's everything it's, that comes around. It's it's every it's the logistics of the company of listen, the company you're trying to run and the football club you're trying to run. And for me, Kev, they don't have a plan. And all this talk of, oh well. Conte wants to come in, and Conte's ready to take over. But you know, you don't want to burn Conte with these three games. Are you telling me Conte is not good enough? You're basically telling me that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not good enough, A, but B, Conte couldn't come in and improve them enough to get a result that Spurs, Atalanta are home to Man City. Yeah, so I mean, when are you going to bring him in? When are you going? Are you going to just wait until he's a tr- run of three games against Norwich at home, three weekends in a row, and then bring him in? That doesn't show much trust in him. But it's it's um, it's absolutely it's shambles. It's, it's, I mean, it's what an I absolute would do... shambles, and and the stuff he's coming out with. Like that, like trying more and trying nothing about. He didn't say anything about his tactics. He didn't say about how he got it wrong. He, I haven't seen anything from him to say my fault, right? But I haven't seen him come out and say my players weren't good enough and lash the players. And I, and I know all this. They like to protect the players and stuff like that. But sometimes I'm sorry, you, you can't. Sometimes you have to just turn around and go. That wasn't yeah. good enough from start to finish from any of my players, and I, yeah. I won't allow it to happen again. He's so fucking soft, and you know. I, I said it before, and I've seen Brendan Rogers' name, you know, being mentioned. Right? Brendan won't go anywhere near that job. Well, I, I don't know, and I'll tell, I'll tell you, you why. what. I'll tell you why because I think they want a yes man, and the reason they want they a yes, want man, a yes man, man to continue on, to continue yeah. on exactly the way they're going. And this is where the Glazers' point comes in, and I fully agree with United fans on this with regards to the Glazers because they could push them on and on and on, but they don't because they've their own agenda and the the. The final shot of the agenda is selling them for billions, and yeah. I'm walking away with that. The thing and is, if they had any common sense, if they if they actually wanted to compete and win things, the first thing they'd do is they go out and hire Edwin Van der Sar as your director of football, and then you tell him to go and you set the agenda and how you want the club to play, how you want the club to run over the next five years. Then you go out and you hire the manager, and then you look at the players and look at what you need, and go from there. It doesn't matter who the manager is. It doesn't matter who the coaches are. If you've got a guy in charge of bringing in players who doesn't, who isn't setting the agenda of how to buy players and how to organise a squad and build a squad, you're, they're going to be, they're miles off it. Yeah, there's, 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 really there's a real disconnect for me with 
whoever's in charge of Manchester United and whoever's running the club. There's nothing yeah. in between. And massive. and in fairness, commercially, there's Neville, still a massive success. Huge because they've put the groundwork in over 25 mm. to 30 years. But Neville says an awful lot, and he, he has said that a couple of times. And that's one thing I do agree with him on, right? But having said that, while there is that disconnect, there's a reason for that disconnect. Yeah. There's a reason because there's no disconcerting voices in the middle that might back your manager if your manager ever pipes up. And that's why that person's dead. Um, Gav's last can says, 100% gig. Brendan goes there, his head is that big. I agree with you. Um, and I think it suits him. I think Brendan Rodgers would love nothing more to go to Manchester United. Don't I forget all the Liverpool toys and all that. that no, that, I think he wants City. I think he wants City as well. But, but I'd, I'd argue, right, United would want him because I think you just go along, you go with the flow, you just be happy to be there for me, Brendan Rodgers, right? I don't see how Brendan Rodgers is in any way in a race or in any way being considered to be the Man City boss. can't understand it. I cannot understand how he is. I really can't. And mainly because, okay, he spends a fair bit of money at Leicester, but he do lose their best player usually every summer. I think this summer might have been the only summer in the last five that they haven't. But in Europe, he's horrendous. Yes, and Man City's main goal right now over everything else is Champions European League. football, right? And winning the Champions League. Now, if Pep Guardiola goes this season and possibly next and doesn't win the Champions League and walks away from Manchester City, Brendan Rodgers is the last man you want to put in there because he is horrendous in European football. <laughs> horrendous. Like, even Europa League is horrendous. They, they get away with one during the week. Um, maybe not during the week, last week. Um, last week in Europe. Yeah, and... I've seen, well, I've seen him do it. You've yeah. seen him do it at Liverpool. You've seen him do it at Celtic. You've seen him do it at Leicester. And he'll do it again wherever he goes. But listen, Brendan Rodgers gets linked to every job. Spores, Arsenal. He's been linked to both of them. Yeah. So didn't he come out at one stage and nearly called Arsenal he wanted to go there? Um, but anyway, it's just, the game he itself, literally just stopped short of saying it. Yeah. How, how, um, how do you see this going at the weekend? Because if United win, can they sack him? If they draw, same as, same as, and if he loses, so surely what? they can't. They can't keep him on. No, well, I think I had it down as two one. I think Spurs beat them two one. Okay. If Spurs can manage to score two goals, okay. But I think if it depends, an awful lot of it's going to depend on the manner of the defeat. If they turn up and they play and they lose, they'll be fine. He'll be fine. If they get walloped out of it. And I, I, I stand by what I said about Spurs over the past few weeks. They're a bad side. Yeah. If they get walloped out of it by Spurs, and that Spurs midfield is capable of, of getting through them, then I don't know how he's how he stays in the job. And this is you a know, crucial week for them. <coughs> this is a massive week for them. The only thing I would say is that I think Spurs might play into their into their into their hands. And, and I that is, not even our player. I think if you look at Arsenal against Spurs, Arsenal didn't. Arsenal handily beat them three one, right? Yeah. And Arsenal didn't play a huge amount of football for me. Didn't play a huge amount of football. What he no. done was they just let Spurs see what they could do, which was usually diagonally balls fifty and sixty yards, looking for Son and Kane and hoping Mora could pick up something. Midfielders getting bypassed and hit them on the break, and their fullbacks are off. I mean, apparently and, they only just scraped through Burnley at the weekend uh, during midweek as well. Yeah, it was a lucky and, goal. Like. If sport, you know, for me, they might play into United's hands by United saying, right, we want to be solid here after what happened last weekend. We want to be solid. Let sports come on us and we'll hit them because United have got the, the, the pace to hold. Oh, you. Yeah. you know what I mean? But I think if sports are brave, and by mean, what I mean by that is do what Liverpool done play, play high up the it. pitch, play high up the pitch, but play through it. 
don't let don't let your final ball be one from forty yards from goal. Your final ball has to be from twenty yards from goal. Yeah, and you will hurt him because I think Kane has got the movement if you get him in that situation. You know, we know this. Yeah, Son most definitely has. Lucas Mora has. You know, the fullbacks can get forward and they're good going forward. They're just awful going back. It's it's a it's an intriguue. It's, it's going to be a great watch. Is it half five it's, on Saturday? It's yeah, it's a tea time yeah, kickoff. So, yeah, uh, I'm, it's I'm, just straight I'll after come out us. of Anfield. I'm going to find a, a pub to watch that in. Yeah, so straight after an, us. It's an intriguing one, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Up. But you know, all the stuff going around them, like the amount of shit I've read this week about Manchester United is just unfucking believable. Like literally everyone and their mother is telling you that this this person's being linked, that person's being linked. You know, you there's genuine journals out there basically going on as if they're fucking sitting in United's dressing room and asking the lads, what's going on here, lads? Oh, yeah, hold on, I tweet that. Like, haven't a fucking clue what's no. going on. Do you know what I mean? Um, But it's one of those. Anything else before we go, Kev? No, mate, you're going to want to go and get some uh, 40 winks before your uh, early, your early before go, Yeah, I have to go and get a little bit of sleep. I'm going to be honest. That's very, very true. Um, <laughs> looking forward to the weekend. Um, yeah, there's mate. a few people being on to us with regards to having a drink. Um, if we get here, we will absolutely get here. But um, the best thing to do is contact us, one of us, in some way tomorrow. Because, like I said, the best plans usually go to shit, don't they? Yeah. So I know only um, the only plan is to get to the airport, have a few points, get on the plane, <laughs> arrive in Liverpool, and Breakfast see how beer. we go. Um, let me see, Jonathan. Come on, Jonathan. You, know, you have more respect for me than that. Gav, only four hours sleep tonight than on the beers at the AM. You'll be in a stake on kickoff. Don't be that guy. Jonathan, I genuinely could stay up and just literally wait for me taxi at four o'clock and then go. And I'll be fine. Absolutely fine. Um, yeah. That's but, a uh, good thing, actually, Chris. Um, Chris did a, has released another pod today for the uh, LFC Women's Show. And they're flying it. They're doing really well. Um, it's really good pod on there just click onto the website and mm-hmm. click into the link and have a good watch of that yeah it was really good. share it as well um chris did some cracking work on that and um the thing is with the division that the women are in they have to win it to get promoted second isn't good enough so every game is important and at the, this point of the season they're doing really well yeah, they are. They're doing well. And Chris does work hard on, on this on this this women's show. And he's some great. The, the three guests he have from um, give that time, and fair play to them for that as well. And the show's been really yeah. good. If you go onto our YouTube channel, you will see it there. It was released earlier on today. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of people like. Let's be honest. Don't watch women's football, but it's actually very interesting as to where Liverpool are right now as a women's side. The division they're in, the way they've brought in players, the way they've brought in managers. Um, you know, the, a new manager, a new style of play, what they're trying to do, and they're trying to be more out there as as a as a, a standalone football side rather than just being oh that's the women's Liverpool team. They're trying to get their own identity, and I think that's yeah. important. So, and in fairness, go, with the way the Premier League is being branded now, the women's pre- the WSL yeah. in the Premier League in England, yeah. it's, it's off getting onto a lot of Sky free to wear yeah. Sky games. BBC yeah. are picking games yeah. up. It's going to get bigger. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's massive for Liverpool to, yeah, to, we need to not be, be left behind in that. You don't want to yeah. you don't want to rock into this in three years' time and clubs the clubs in that league have had three years to get their money in and, and, and set themselves up. You want yeah. to be into that. So they really want to get up this year and be on you know, get on a par with these clubs and, and have the same foundations as these clubs and the same appeal as these clubs. Because Liverpool is yeah. a massive name. Well like just just teams in that league that just players are just drawn to, you know, the sort of way. So it's yeah. one of those. Arsenal and Chelsea are the standouts. They've been Absolutely. doing Absolutely, and Arsenal have been for so. years and years in yeah. women's football. Um, I've asked, where are we in the ground? We're in the cup 
Um, we're in the yeah, we're in the cop tomorrow. Back at the cop tomorrow. Um, uh, Gav's last cancers have a great day. We will. Um, it's not a day trip. We're staying overnight. I, I don't do day trips. Fuck that. Um, but we're staying overnight. We're back Sunday night. But we will have a good time. But as I said, if anyone's around Liverpool, get in contact with us some way tomorrow around probably ten o'clock in the morning, and we let you know where we are. We're going to try to do our best to meet anyone that fancies a point. Um, and as I said before. Or after the game, we don't know what we're at, but if we're at anything, we'll let you know. Um, Red Steve, look, he's like me, ma here. Remember your vaccine certificate, Gav. I have it already, but of everything. I, and Andy was laughing at me early, going, What you printed these out? I print everything. Dead right. I too. am horrendous for keeping my phone charged. Horrendous at it. Yeah, like, it'd be just right. my luck to rock up at Dublin Airport and look down, my phone's gone dead. <laughs> and I can't charge the fucking thing. So I do have no paperwork. So I always keep everything on my phone and I keep everything um printed as well. So it's one of those. Um yeah, that's it. That's um, it. Yeah. Check <laughs> um, out the baseball Sienna. tonight and check out the baseball. Check out Sienna's steps. She, at this time Definitely. next week, she will be in America getting her treatment, just wow. to let people know that. That's coming she's on less quick, than four it? yeah, she's less than four thousand away from her target now. That will be me. That will be met. There's no doubt about that because it's some of the fundraising events they have coming up in the next couple of weeks. But if anyone's there controlling a few quid and get her over that 120 grand and make things a little bit more comfortable again for them, that's absolutely bang on and go and do that. Um, the new channel coming next month, the link is in the description. People have told me it wasn't working. I've checked and double fucking checked it. Yeah, it's I've checked working. It as well. It is working. Right? It's in there. I don't know. I think there's about 35 subscribers, but we genuinely don't care how many subscribers we have. Um, we're doing this from the, from, probably the middle the end of next uh, month and we're just going to have a great laugh talking all sorts of madness um, to do with football so make sure you go and check that out if you are um, watching this leave a comment um, someone told me the other day leaving a comment is very good for your channel how yeah. the fuck I don't know but if you leave a, you know you're in the live chat but if you're in, if you're in the comments um, go in afterwards let us know what you thought of the show let us know what you'd like to see us talk about on this show or any other show or just Say random stuff, start up a conversation, wherever you might do, do that. And if you're listening to it on audio and when it gets available for download, make sure to leave a review wherever you get your podcast. That helps as well. Right. Um, Jonathan asks, what's the score going to be tomorrow? Um, That's not it. There you go. What's the score going to be tomorrow? Kev, Liverpool v Brighton. Score for the 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. I think it'd be a cracking game. I think it'll be a cracking game. It'll be Mm. a really good game. They're a good side, but they're... They have players coming back and they're missing a couple of key players as well. There's some good wing backs mm. that'll cause us problems in Lamptey and Who are they missing? Um, Cucurella. I think the big unit, Dan Byrne. Oh, yeah. But he hasn't really been playing much. And he was playing man, he was playing like left centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, he was playing left of a three or left back in a four. But they've I think Cucurella is a really, really good smile. He's a shrewd signing. Yeah. Um I watched him a lot last year and for the Olympics in the Olympics for Spain he was very good. Yeah. Um Lamptey just coming back from injury. Lilana in the six uh, in yeah. the last few games. He's yeah. um he's is, got a is the other fella back well. is um the good midfielder back, what's his name? I know you're on about liquid everyone yeah, he played I think he played an hour or played half an hour midweek, so okay. he might be available. Um okay. The thing is, Brighton were always one striker away from being a decent side. Mm. And your man up just plays up front for it. I mean, they had a really good start to the season. Mope. Mope, yeah. He had a really good start. He had a really good three or four games. Then he he went off a cliff. He okay. His form has gone down the toilet a bit. But they're still hard to beat and they still press high. And 
it'll be a harder game than last week. Yeah. Okay. Genuinely. And that's not t- taking a, a pot shot at United. Genuinely. I think our next two league games are definitely harder than what we had at Old Trafford. Yeah, we've Brighton at home and then we Brighton have... Brighton um, home and West Ham. West Ham away before another yeah. international break. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you're going 3-0. Um, Chris yeah. Brack's gone 4-0. Uh, Gav Laskan has 6-1. Tom Boland has 5-0. Uh, Derek Room has 5-0 as well. A um, bit of talk about Basuma there. Came on second half midweek. Um, let me see. Gavo says cheers to Gav. Kev and Gav for a Friday night show. Much appreciated. No, no. Yeah, we appreciate you being here with yeah, us. Yeah, we do. Love it. If there was 40 years here, we'd still be talking. It doesn't bother us. Um, Gary Harrington, 4 0. Cyber Sims has 3 1. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 3 1 Liverpool. I think Brighton will have a go. Yeah. And I think they've a decent goal trip. Um, despite, I know what you're saying, but they've a decent goal trip. If those sort of players that can kind of get in around Liverpool at times and be a bit awkward for They're us, lively no? on the press. Yeah, They're lively exactly. on the press. They're organised. They're organised yeah. on the press, which is unlike what we faced last week. They have an organised press. Mm. Once you get through it, then you can cause them problems. But yeah. they well, proved last see. season that there's no fear. Yeah. Well, I just let you know. I know I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it because I'll jinx it. And I'm Jeff, definitely no. not jinxing it, right? So, um, um, Naby Lad looks to be back. That's true. Uh, Thiago's very close. And, um, yeah, uh, the squad's starting to come back. Hopefully. Yeah, the squad's starting to come back together again, which, yeah. is, which is good stuff. Anyway, that has been, um, the sports unplugged for this Friday night. Thanks a million for joining us. Um, these are all very, very good. Um, just to let you know, the lads um, are on tomorrow, two o'clock pre and po- pre match show. Um, I think that's Chris and Conroy on tomorrow um, from two o'clock. The Red Sea lads will be on at five fifteen with the post match stuff. And I haven't a clue what's going on Sunday night, kids. Um, keep his mind in the house. Keep his mind in the house. So um, it'll all turn out fine because Keith's deadly at what he does. That has been it. Thanks for watching. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.